0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cigars and Syndication, uh, part two of a two-part series on uh, wholesaling versus wholetailing. Uh, we're still smoking the the Day Trader, and, um, you know, it's kind of flattening out a little bit. I'm kind of losing, um, just kind of, it's kind of getting a little flat for me.
1: Yeah, welcome, everybody. I'm uh, Janaid Noor. Uh, welcome to Cigars Syndication, part two, like he said. Uh, we've been smoking, in part one, we started smoking this... Uh, Banker, The Banker by H. Upman It is not a Cuban Upman Uh, It is a, I believe it's a Nicaraguan I
0: think
1: so Uh, This one is called The Day Trader It started off really nice Very spicy, very mellow uh, Smooth Got some cinnamon uh, In case you missed the first episode Uh, It is getting a little flat Um, I do get I'm starting to get a little bit more spice Now in the middle uh in the middle it just got really flat and it was it got bitter but I am starting to feel a little, little bit more spice now and maybe uh as we go through this podcast uh it might uh become a little bit better but i'm I was very impressed with this and then I got a little disappointed and let's see where it takes us
0: well you know on the first part of this uh podcast we talked about wholesaling and uh you know i thought that was a really a really good way to to enter into the real estate game you know through some hard work some shoe leather and and maybe not a lot of capital and and you know it probably was a it's probably late to enter the market now i would think but if you're willing to put out the work i think you can still get some results but now now on to to wholesaling and and what that um leads to
1: yeah so um there are still deals out there. They may not be close to your house. They might be a little bit further away. They might be in some of the smaller towns. And I know there's a lot of smaller towns uh, in and around Houston where we live. Um, and there might be some, there's still some good deals out there, but it takes time and effort to to go find those deals. And if you don't have the the money to start, you know, a a larger investment strategy, this is a very good way to start at a smaller level as an alternative investment strategy and start building up capital to get into the larger deals. So so Jay, I'm really not familiar with the
0: wholetailing part and it just kind of like a it's like a taking wholesaling to a, a different
1: level. Right. So wholesaling is is a is a little bit of a newer concept. And what it is is kind of a hybrid between wholesalers and flippers. So in 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 part one of this podcast, we talked about wholesaling, right? Basically, you go, you knock on a door, you get a contract from an owner to sell the property. You basically assign that contract to a person like me. I never I never did any wholesaling uh, because I was not interested in that aspect of it. Uh, I did the investment part. So a person like me would uh, purchase the property from the wholesaler. And I would either fix it up and flip it, or fix it up and rent it out, uh, and collect the rental money. Wholesaling is a little bit of a, is a a little bit of a hybrid concept in which you have to have a little bit of money. So in wholesaling, you really don't need any money at all. You basically need time to go and knock on doors. With wholesaling, you need a little bit of more. You need a little bit of money to start with, but it makes more money. So the concept of wholesaling is. You go to the owner, you tell them that you're going to buy the house and uh, you're going to pay cash for it. And then what you want to do is you go in and you do some minor repairs. You do some minor repairs to the property so that the property maybe has a little bit nicer um, uh, curb appeal. Or there's some things that maybe the roof needs to, well, roof is a large, it's a large expense, but you do some of the smaller uh, uh, repairs to the property. And then you turn around and you flip the contract to an investor for a little bit more money because now the property doesn't need as many repairs as it normally would need.
0: Well, and and you said something that, you know, you said more, you could actually make more money. Obviously, with more money comes more risk because now you could potentially infuse some cash into this deal and not flip it and not sell it in time
1: correct so yes and that's exactly the 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 risk with wholesaling is that now you put money into the property and the property doesn't sell it reverts the the contract reverts back to the owner or if you have the money you buy the property in which case you're okay but it reverts back to the owner and the owner has those repairs now um but on the flip side it's not as intensive so we don't really look at it as a step below above wholesaling, you look at it a little bit more of a in-between wholesaling and flipping. So in a flip, you would buy the, the property, you would do all the repairs, and you would flip. And so uh, the costs are more, the carrying costs are more, and it typically takes more time to 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 do the entire property. In wholetailing, you don't do all that. You do a few repairs, few minor cosmetic repairs. And then you try and sell the property for a lot more. So let's say you do, you know, a little bit in the bathroom or a little bit in the kitchen. And now the kitchen looks nice or the bathrooms look nice. And you can, you can sell it to a a flipper or you can sell it retail. You can even sell it retail as a wholesaler because now you've done some repair. So there's a lot of people who want to buy houses that are DIY, right? I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to do some. I'm gonna paint it myself. I'm going to change some of the kitchen faucets. I'm gonna change the toilets, but I'm not gonna do anything big like you know, changing cabinets out or changing out the roof or changing out the water heater, things like that. So there's an advantage that wholetailers have. You purchase the the you, I'm sorry, you get the con you get the house under contract from the owner, you put some minor repairs into it, and you sell it to uh do-it-yourself guy who is going to pay retail price for it. So therefore, the money that you can make is a lot more than just flipping it.
0: Yeah. So you're going to go in. You're going to do some cosmetic stuff, maybe even stage it. Maybe have a company come in and stage it um, with some furnishings and stuff like that that are more appropriate for the for the price range you're targeting, and 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 try to get an investor or even a, a family to buy it, in in hopes of you know, having an incremental
1: impact on, on your return. Right. So the, your time from flipping, your time gets cut down, right? So because you're not doing the entire house for repairs, you're not, your the, the, the time it would take to do all the repairs and flip it cuts down. But on the other hand, you will be investing money. And that's your money that you're going to be investing that you can lose. Yeah, and I think
0: it goes back, and if you watch part one, you talked about, you know, doing your homework, knowing your market, uh, knowing knowing the price ranges and, and knowing how much money you can spend and what you can get in the end.
1: Right. And um, you really, really have to do your homework and you have to build your network, whether you're wholesaling or you're wholetailing. If you have a little bit of money, it makes a lot more money, whereas wholesaling, if you have no money, you can still make money, but you're going to have to put a lot more time into it. Uh, and of course, wholesale deals are going to be easier to find because... You know, you're not always selling it to a, a, an investor like myself. If you're going to sell it retail, then you can actually pay a little bit more to the owner and do the repairs yourself, minor repairs, and, and sell it retail. But even that retail is going to be below market. You're not going to be selling it at, at market retail because all the cosmetic repairs have not been done. And the market will be able to determine that. Do you typically go
0: in and and maybe try to get longer terms on the contract, maybe 90, 120 days,
1: versus maybe you're typically getting 60 or 90 days? Correct. You want to try and get as many days as you can from the owner. Uh, Lots of times, though, I I, I have seen that the owners are not in a hurry. Um, You know, they want to sell. You know, they're usually elderly folks or, you know, especially if it's inherited property, yeah, we want to sell, but we're not in a hurry. So you can get those terms and you can actually get this deal done.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of times, I mean, there are some people that are adverse to real estate agents. And and if you find these guys and, and uh, get them first, you know, the house isn't listed. It's not for sale. Maybe it's just something they've been toying with or are thinking about. And, and you plant that seed and, and you have an opportunity to make some money.
1: Right. And so, you know, some of the things that whether you're wholesaling or you're wholesaling, uh, you know, you need to look out for is look out for those properties that are a little bit shabby on the outside. You know, they're not well maintained. And, you know, like don't go in and say, hey, your property looks like crap from the outside. Can I buy it? You know, just, hey, I'm interested in buying your property. Uh, if you're interested in selling it, you know, I'd like to pay cash for it. And, uh, you know, develop your network. That's very, very important because other wholesalers might bring you deals. Uh, people might bring you deals. Like I'm I'm part of a group in, in Houston uh, of single-family homeowners when I used to own single-family homes, but I'm still part of the group. And they're always coming up with, hey, I got this property and I bought it, but I'm so busy with my other properties. Does anybody want to buy it off of me? You know, or... You know, even something like I need help doing this or, you know, my point being the network you build will keep increasing your net worth because people come up with all kinds of deals. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking about your network, I think that also
0: includes uh, the subcontractors that can help you do some of these cosmetic repairs. It's amazing some of the impact that a little bit of landscaping, the right paint, things that are fairly inexpensive and quick to get done can have a huge impact on on how quickly that property moves.
1: Yeah. And I would really recommend understanding, um, the costs of repairs, you know, um, and you know, some of the tips that we can give right off the bat, just from my experiences, you know, um, kitchens and bathrooms always, always want to remodel those. If you're going to, um, if you're going to be selling it as a, uh, as a, as a whole tale, or even if you're wholesaling, right? You need to understand that kitchens and bathrooms always need to be upgraded. And therefore you need to understand what those costs are going to be, whether you're going to replace the cabinets or you're just going to reface the cabinets, right? Usually if you just reface or you paint the cabinets, it's cheaper. You always want to change light fixtures and plumbing fixtures. Cheap, very inexpensive to do, but it looks really good. You know, uh, so... As as a wholesaler, you really need to understand the cost of repairs. You need to know how to do your homework for the cost of repairs and understand what the retail value is. Because when you market that deal to investors like myself, you need to be able to give them accurate numbers. Now, there's a, a whole slew of wholesalers in the market in Houston who I will absolutely not do business with. You know why? Why? Why would you not do business with them? Because their numbers are always off. They will tell you, "Oh, it's worth three hundred thousand dollars in retail, the after repair value, and it's only got ten thousand dollars in in repairs." And you look at the pictures, and there are holes in the wall, you know. The electrical uh, lines have been chewed out by rats. There's, you know, water coming out of the ceiling uh, because the roof needs to be replaced. The air conditioner is not working. And you look at this and you go, do you know what you're doing? Because you're you're marketing this and saying it only has $10,000 in repairs. When I can tell you just looking at it, it has $50,000 in repairs. Well, I'm getting into the final third of
0: the, the day trader here, the Upman Banker Day Trader. And it got really mellow for a minute. Started picking up in the
1: spice, but it also started picking up in a little bit of bitterness. Hmm. So I'm not getting bitter on here. Uh, it is. It did pick up a little bit on the spice. Now it's getting a little flat again. I mean, honestly, I'm not too crazy about the profile uh, of this cigar. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Um, mine's actually starting
0: to burn a little funny, too. I know you can't see it on the podcast, but if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, kind of burning a little funny towards the end. I don't know what's happening there. Um, but and that may be causing some of the bitterness. Yeah. But kind of losing a little bit of its luster. It started off really
1: strong, and it's kind of fading a little bit for me. Yeah, I do get a little bit of the spice in, in, on the retrohale, uh, but it is, you know, I mean, comparing it to the cigars we normally smoke, the Padrones and the Davidoffs, we've smoked Davidoffs down to the nub, the final, you know, like I can't hold it in my fingers. Those and are it's, the best ones. And it's still is not bitter and it's not flat uh this is what would you what would you rate this from one to ten ten being the best you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give this a five yeah i would agree with you maybe a yeah now i would give it a five when we lit it probably a six seven maybe yeah i was i'm thinking six
0: or seven when we first i was really excited the first third it was a it was a really started off really strong um the The hoteling part is all new to me, and and I can see, uh, you know, with my construction background, um, I would love that part of it. Um, you know, getting a property and and being able to, you know, maybe spend five or six or seven thousand bucks to get this curb appeal up, and, and and try to make a little bit more money. Uh, again, knowing the market, you know, do I have a two hundred thousand dollar house and a three or four hundred thousand dollar subdivision? And you know, because because those that money's well spent. Or, or am I a, a two hundred thousand dollar house and one hundred eighty thousand dollar subdivision? You know, just just really digging in and, and knowing the market is just so crucial.
1: Yeah, and and you know, I cannot emphasize how important it is to do your homework, understand the market, understand the repair costs. Uh, don't overvalue your, your the 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 sale of the property, and don't underestimate the repair costs. So many people have lost their shirts. Uh, Underestimating repair costs and overestimating the value that they're going to be able to sell it for the the property for once the repairs
0: are done, and then understand your risk um, when you put this money into the the these cosmetic repairs. You don't own the property, and and you know if your time runs out and your network's not strong and you can't get rid of this house, you may lose that money,
1: or you're going to have to close on the house. Right and and again this is an alternative um is an alternative investment strategy and you know in order to build your net worth and your uh your wealth uh you have to take it in stages right so your first stage is your day job the one that brings you the, the money on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or a monthly basis the one that helps you pay your bills and then you save up a little bit then you step up to wholesaling you know Develop your network. Uh, develop your network uh, of 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 people who could be buyers, investors from you, um, and then the network of repair people. Right, the contractors' network is really important. Good contractors who can give you good pricing and can get the job done um, in a timely manner. That's very important, you know. Uh, on one of my first deals, I can tell you, you know, the contractor was gave me a great price. Um, it was going to be a good deal. He was supposed to finish in 30 days. It took him three months. And so I had to carry that property for three months. In the end, I wound up renting it for a couple of years, getting the rental money, and then selling it for a great price. But you know, at the time when I bought it, I lost not all of my money, but I lost a part of that money just in carrying costs and the contractor taking too long.
0: Yeah. It's so important. It's so important to have that network and people that you can trust. And you know, for me, it's all about relationships and, and with the contractors, it's, it's, everybody's got to make money. Everybody's got to be happy. And these things can chug right along.
1: Yeah. And as a wholesaler, you know, understand the market, understand the repair values, uh, understand the a- after repair values and the repair costs and create a a name for yourself as As a wholesaler that has integrity and that understands the business, a lot of wholesalers don't. They just throw numbers out there and then eventually people stop doing business with them just because they don't know what they're doing. All they want, all, you know, it's very obvious that all you want to do is make money, which is fine. I want to make money too, but you know, I don't want it, uh, at the expense of hurting my name and my reputation.
0: Well if you want to learn a little bit more about this topic um Jay wrote a wonderful article it's on albanyparkcapital.com go check it out um leave us some comments tell us your stories we'd love to we'd love to talk about it
1: yeah and you know as homework for people who are just trying to get into this get into wholesaling if you if you can get in, if you have the time to do it if you have some money get into wholesaling and save that money up, you know. Don't just because you made twenty grand on a wholesale deal, you don't go and buy a new car. You save that money up for the next deal, and that's how you build wealth. Don't be afraid. Jump in. Get started. Get some hard work. Do your due diligence, and uh, look forward to seeing you next time. And leave us some comments. We'd be happy to respond to comments. If you wanted to to try a cigar, or if you want to hear us talk about a certain topic, we'd be happy to do it. So. Have a good day and go make some money.